This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to the second day of your work week. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hello, ladies. Hello. Um, as we began the show yesterday, we uh, had just sort of had some time to digest the apology, or I don't know, is that what we're going to call it? Not apology. I mean, acknowledgement. Uh, I would not call it an apology. I would not be so bold as to give her credit for that. But um, that Ellen DeGeneres uh, issued, shared, uh, spoke, said things she used her mouth to make sounds about on the open to the season of the Ellen show. And uh, you and I had a reaction to it. Mm-hmm. We sort of felt like it was uh, it fell a little bit flat. It felt a little bit hollow. It felt a little bit centered around Ellen and Ellen alone. She literally just said, if I ever let anyone down, I'm sorry for that. I mean, like ever. I mean, that's a nice blanket apology for pretty much anything and no specifics whatsoever. And no responsibility whatsoever well now and one of the things i was i was curious about but i didn't think i thought we'd have to wait longer to hear from them is how the current and former ellen employee employees took that apology or that conversation at the open of her show well buzzfeed has done a lovely job buzzfeed news of uh reaching out to some former and current employees to ask them how they felt about the words that she spoke at the open of the show yesterday. Would you like to hear? Yeah, absolutely. Some of the feedback. Uh, And I would just like to say uh, it is what I expected Um, in as much as it seems like at least in this uh, collection of employees reactions that BuzzFeed News has that they felt like it was not genuine, nor was it satisfactory. Um, For example, one former employee said, not only did Ellen turn my trauma, turn our traumas into a joke, she somehow managed to make it all about her. When she said, oh, my summer was great and that was supposed to be funny, I thought, it's funny that you had a rough summer because everyone was calling out all of the allegations of your toxic work environment and now you're the one suffering. That's what another uh, former employee said. And again, I think that's partly what we were reacting to. Uh, yesterday was the fact that she was able to kind of turn it back to her by saying she just had a rough summer. Yeah. And I think, you know, again, it it works for her audience because her audience doesn't see the people behind the scenes. The audience is not thinking about the people who brought the allegations. The audience, um, just from a generic perspective, is likely people or comprised of people who are like, wow, that Ellen had a really rough summer, man, because she got, you know, beaten down in the press. And Again, because uh, Ellen didn't address any specifics, 
you know, you could keep it on a level where you would just see her as the one that was sort of, you know, the victim or the recipient, um, to be most generous, of, you know, negative press. But to your point, it doesn't address the individual and to the point, rather, of the individuals that spoke up to BuzzFeed. It doesn't address the specifics that they um, are trying to hold her to account. Although we should also just accept that, like, did we expect Ellen to do that on her show? Well, and that's the thing is, I don't think we did. Yeah. But I do think some people did. Now, here, And I'm this, not saying that's right or wrong. I'm just saying that's the expectation. Right. Um, BuzzFeed News also heard from a current employee who gives us a little window into what's going on behind the scenes at the Ellen show. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is what a current employee told BuzzFeed News. They said that they've been frustrated with minimal communication from their superiors about the direction and vision for the new season, and all of their duties were put on hold. Are you ready for this? Until Ellen DeGeneres delivered that monologue yesterday. Those employees were told nothing about what their role was, how they were going to proceed as a group, as a, a unified, um, you know, base. Mm-hmm. The employees said they're relieved to be able to move forward with the work now that the premiere aired, but it's all tactical. The employee said it's always tactical. The average person, and this is a quote, will listen to it and make their own choices. But what people don't always take into account is that information is power. And she's sharing it now because it's for premiere week. And it's to get viewers back. And it yeah. just feels the opposite of what the message is actually about. Yeah. And the same employee said that they were frustrated about the inappropriate jokes that she made um, while she was discussing her employees' traumas. Quote, when you're talking about people who have accused her leadership of the seriousness of sexual misconduct, I don't think it's appropriate to have jokes in the monologue. Yeah, I, I think that was one thing that when I watched, I was... Um, you know, I, okay, so from my perspective, when I watched yesterday, I knew I was going to be hypercritical, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I knew I was set to hear double speak and, you know, like frosting on a, a doo doo cake. Like, I kind of was ready for that. So I was listening and I was highly mm, sensitive mm-hmm. to what was coming out of her mouth. So I felt like I was probably. Uh, as a person who talks about these stories and listens to, you know, apology, non-apologies on a regular basis, I feel like I was poised to be hypercritical. And I understand that not everybody is. But that said, one of the things I was struck by was like um, pretty much what you've mentioned in terms of, wow, the first thing out of your mouth is like I had a rough summer. That I mean, OK, fine. But she kept coming back to this humor thing throughout her apology as if to blunt some of the seriousness. Now she's a comedian. I get that this is how she speaks, but like she can't even acknowledge that that's awkward. Right. Like normal people would say, look, I'm a comedian. I like, I try to like, because I'm that kind of person when, when there's really just serious, heavy stuff, I like to make jokes at the expense of that because that's a coping mechanism. Right. But I'm aware of that. Mm -hmm. And if I were speaking to a public audience, I think I would craft my like I'd be hyper sensitive to that. And I would also just own it like. But there was there was very little self-reflection, if at all, in that moment. And Mm -hmm. long term, I think that's that's because because I can hear the people out there who will say, 
What do you expect? This is Ellen. She's doing a show. She's trying to protect her business and her brand. All of those things are true. And up until very recently, they would have been extremely valid. That in general, you know, you can't expect Ellen to put all of this at risk to be a morally perfect or at least morally, you know, like we didn't used to expect that. Mm-hmm. reality from people mm-hmm. in a way does that make sense yes. whereas now in this moment we see beyond because of me too because of um you know the conversations about systemic racism about sexual assault like all of the realities that we've been through all the stories that we've gone through we now i think will hold people to a higher standard in order to elevate them up um and i think that long term it'll be interesting to see if she's able to be successful Mm -hmm. to continue that success because it seems like right now she's sort of the emperor i don't want to say she's the emperor with no clothes but kind of right like you're showing up on stage bebopping around and laughing and kind of giving a little bit of a wink wink to what was going on behind the scenes i don't know that that's really enough anymore well it's like they're trying to preserve the brand of ellen and that is already tarnished yeah so trying to double down on it is not the right move in terms of moving forward. And, and frankly, the, the employees have said as much, uh, they said, listen, you know, there's nothing wrong with being the be kind lady. If you're actually true to your word, but she hasn't been true to her word and you can be all those things that she said, you know, that she's fallible, that she, um, is impatient that she gets crabby and still be the kind person and still rest on kindness. Mm-hmm. Um, they said this former employee said the right thing would be to follow up with these people who are humans who were affected by this. They have a responsibility to kind of close this chapter for our lives and move on rather than turn their own page. That was I'm adding that um, they also added that they would have preferred that somebody at Warner Brothers reach out to them and say something like, we are so sorry this happened to you. Not for Ellen to go on air and say, I heard this happened and I'm sorry it happened to you. Sorry, I'm sorry if it happened to you. They said it was like, tell us all of the most bleeped up things that happened to you for this investigation. And now that we've written it all down, we'll see you later. It just feels like there's no ending. We're turning a new page and we're moving on. Yeah, and that is, I mean, that is sort of, Uh, At the close of it, and we didn't get to this part of of her monologue yesterday. At the close of it, she looked to Twitch, who then she also announced as the now co-producer of the show, uh, and basically said, now we're we're turning the page. It is a new chapter of Ellen. And he was like, it's all love. And I'm thinking, for you, yes, you get to turn the page. Also, workplaces are not love. True. Like, and I understand that there's a little bit of a, you know, theatrical quality and, you know, I mean, we know this, like, we're basically the Ellen show. No, but <laughs> no, like, on, do not hand us over to that. No, but in the sense that, like, we're creating, you know, a radio program and we are friends and we are friendly and we have relationships and, you know, we are real people, but at the same time, we are professionals doing something professional in a professional environment in a workplace. And you can't you can't just pretend that it's like, yeah, man, it's all about love because she did. Uh, I do remember that part 
where she responds to Twitch saying that by saying, yeah, that's all we've got, man. And I'm like, actually, no, we we have laws. Um, <laughs> we have expectations. We have rules. Yeah, we have, um, we've got lots of things in a, in a workplace, right? Ding. Oh, thanks, buzzer. Or ding, ding lady. Oh, sh- don't be, don't, she shouldn't be known as the ding lady. That's really hard to keep up because mm-hmm. she's a lot of things. <laughs> right, Holly? I contain multitudes. She really does. Yeah, you don't uh, want to be known as the ding lady. <laughs> Nor do you want to be known as, I'm not going to say it. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show. Dong lady. There it is. Uh, we are going to get all the dirt straight from Hollywood from our friend Elizabeth Reese with the Dirt Alert after this on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Elizabeth Reese is here. And she's brought all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert. Hello, Elizabeth. Lots of dirt. Hi, friends. Hi. Hi. I'm still with you for the time being. Yes. Do we know? I mean, are we just sort of on borrowed time now? We're not quite because due date is Thursday. So we're just waiting. But the countdown begins. I go over. So I told Holly uh, she'll be on my text list of it's go time. And then... She's taken over. <laughs> I love this. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's how how it did, goes. How did this happen so fast for us? I know. It happened so fast for everyone but me. Exactly. <laughs> it feels yeah, it like it's been going on for a really long time. Um, okay, we've got all sorts of dirt to get to today. Let's talk about Vanessa Bryant making some headlines today with her mom. Have you guys been reading about uh, this at all yet? Uh, yeah. So drama. So Vanessa Bryant is, of course, the wife of the late Kobe Bryant, and she is responding to her mother's comments about their relationship after her mom gave an interview claiming that Vanessa had kicked the mom out of the home. And also tried to take a car away from her. Right. Return a car that she used. Um, So Vanessa Bryant's mom, her name is Sophia Lane. She did an interview with Univision and said that Vanessa forced her out of the family home as well as made her return a car that she was using. And in response, Vanessa said, My husband and daughter passed away unexpectedly, and yet my mom has the audacity to do an interview on TV talking negatively about me while shedding tears about a car and home that wasn't in her name. Hmm. She has removed all her diamond jewelry, emptied her apartment that I provide, and put the furniture in storage to appear as though she is without support. My husband and I have financially supported her for over 20 years, and I continue to do so in addition to her monthly alimony. And went on and said, contrary to previous Wait, reports... Wait, she gets alimony? And she gets an alimony, too. She must get some sort of allowance. The mom gets an alimony? Is that the thing? I guess. Wow. Okay. That's what happens maybe when your family member is super, super rich. That's why we don't Gotta understand it. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, and she, I mean, she really laid it all out there, Vanessa Bryant, which... I think a it's not often done. A husband or wife's court-ordered provision for a spouse after separation or divorce. That's the. That's what alimony means. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, there must be mama money. Mama money. Yeah, there, there it goes. Um, she went I don't know who said, contrary is, to but... previous reports, she has not been physically present or emotionally supportive for my daughters and me after my husband and and my daughter passed away. It's so hard because, um, it's so hard when there's like family tension yeah when it goes public like that yeah i mean it's hard anyway but when it goes public like that it's very easy for people to look at that from afar and say oh my gosh how is she treating her mom like that right but you know toxic family systems i'm just here to talk about it they're there and when there's a lot of money involved and when there is like inheritance involved and you don't know what the dynamic was i mean maybe kobe kind of like help to help hold things in place mm. and then since he because he was able to draw some boundaries and then now that he's gone the mom felt like she could try to go for more i don't know so i don't i am not surprised by any human response um emotionally in the year 2020 no Mm-mm. like i don't think we should expect any normal human response yeah. from people not that it's except you know that that sort of takes away responsibility yeah. but i cease being surprised by what people are capable of doing and saying in this particular it's, year it's also too just like when there gets to be so much cash involved it's so fascinating how people react mm-hmm. and how there's this entitlement factor of thinking that they deserve something from someone else i mean this happens with families when people die all the time Mm -hmm. all the time Mm -hmm. when it's like all of a sudden the siblings are no longer speaking to each other because the parents died and one decided that they were entitled to everything it's baffling to me it is you know death uh especially well any death but unexpected deaths um bring out a lot of stuff in family systems yeah that's true. Mm-hmm. Speaking of family systems, Kelly Clarkson returned to the studio today to talk about um, her life and what she's been doing. She, this is the first time she's been in the studio in more than six months and addressed her recent split from Brandon Blackstock. And she said that even though she's really open with her audience, she's not going to talk much about the divorce because she wants to protect her children who are six and four. Um, she said definitely didn't see anything coming that came. But what I'm dealing with is hard. I'm very curious about that. That feels like a weird, like, passive-aggressive invitation for me to ask a lot of questions. You know, she said it involves more than just my heart. It involves a lot of little hearts. I think, you know, she filed for divorce from Brandon Blackstock. It was very unexpected. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, they were quarantining together and, by all accounts, you know, doing okay. And I just, listen, I don't know. I don't have any inside scoop, but... I feel like there was some sort of revelation about him mm-hmm. that she learned that was a total deal breaker mm-hmm. that he'd been lying to her throughout their whole relationship, mm-hmm. whether it had something to do with money 
or another mm-hmm. relationship or addiction mm-hmm. or something. <laughs> There's something he'd been hiding the whole time. And so she was so shocked by it and felt like she never even knew him that she had to be out. We are going to be should... talking about this a little later in the show. <gasps> you should listen to blind items. Do you think I'm on the right track? Oh, no, you are. I mean, the room we, we talked about the blind item before that he uh, was cheating on her. Oh. That was the, the blind item. Anyway. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Jeez. So you you smelled that one out. That is so tough. I I feel like Elizabeth Reese, without realizing it, is starting to um, wear the Team Cobra glasses a little bit. I think I'm at least a solid third of the way there. Yeah. Yeah. I would. I'm going to give you a little extra (laughs) footage. Thanks, guys. Just yeah. know when you put in your tinfoil hat orders, you always need to add one in for me. We will. We you will. We'll get, get like a half. Yeah, we'll get a half hat yeah, for you. you. don't just we'll get, get a tinfoil one fascinator. One for you, two in halls. You get one for me. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome. Um, Lindsey Vaughn, our Minnesota girl, her dogs uh, got attacked by a porcupine. <gasps> so sad. Oh, that's not a good she situation. posted on Instagram, so my boys got into some trouble over the weekend. They ran out of the house and chased after a porcupine, as boys do. Incredibly thankful that they are okay, and they've got little, um, those little poker things. What are those called? Quills. Quills. Thank you. I had a moment of like, what are those? They got pokers. All over their little faces, and it's just very sad, and they look so cute. I wanted to know, like, how those come out. Do you have to remove every yeah, one Yeah, but I think they have... Um, like barbs? I think it's like barbs, because I... Now, f- forgive me, I didn't even know the name of this apparatus, but I believe that they have almost like a little hook on the bottom that's how the quills are so oh. that they really stick in there you know oh. so i think you have to take them to the vet and have oh. them all removed and her dogs look so sad oh, about I'm themselves sure. <laughs> I well, mean, of course because i mean they've got quills i know poor babies poor babies they're very very cute uh scott disick is apparently constantly popping in and out of sophia richie's life he sends her some love on Lucky instagram her. and just Loves being noticed by her. I don't know. I thought they were done. I thought they were done. You never know. You never know with them. They're on again, off again. Yeah. He's 37. She's 22. He's a man child. Elizabeth Reese, you are not a man child. (laughs) Thank you for sharing all that dirt with us. Thanks, friends. And uh, when we come back, we need somebody to play our 30 second pop culture challenge 651 641 1071 30 seconds, five pop culture questions. Get them all right. You win a prize on my talk 1071. We're going to give you 30 seconds to answer five pop culture questions. We do it every day at 1230 on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071 streaming live at my talk 1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. And this is your 30 second pop culture challenge. 30 second pop culture challenge. Who's on the phone today, Colleen? Who's on the phone today, Holly? It's Sheila. We've got Sheila on the line, and what is Sheila playing for? Sheila is playing for this. An at-home advanced screening of the movie Cajillionaire, starring Evan Rachel Wood, Gina Rodriguez, Deborah Winger, and Richard Jenkins. Ah. Opening this Friday. All right, Sheila, you ready to play the 30-second pop culture challenge? I'm ready. Fabulous. Timer will begin after I ask the first question. Here we go. Who is playing the title role in the upcoming movie, The Batman? No idea. Ava Longoria played what character on the show, Desperate Housewives? 
No idea. What fast food chain has the slogan, pizza, pizza? Little Caesars. Conan, the Terminator, and Mr. Freeze are all characters played by what actor? Schwarzenegger. Gwen Stefani was the lead singer for what rock band? No doubt. Who is playing the title role in Batman? Uh, oh, Sheila. I'm so sorry you did not win the 30-second pop culture challenge today, Sheila. However, you can play again tomorrow because we do it every day at 1230 on the Colleen and Bradley Show. Sheila. All right, let's get to the ones she did not get correct. Uh, the Who's playing uh, the title, title role in the Excuse upcoming me? Batman? Who, what? Title? Robert Pattinson. Ava Longoria played what character on the show? Desperate Housewives. Gabrielle Solis. And she, she got, got the rest. rest. Uh, now that we've answered all those questions, we can move on to solve some mysteries. We do that in the form of blind items, which Holly has selected for us. In this segment, we call Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. Air it out. <laughs> Crack a window. Air it out. Here that is. Crack a window. Air it out. Because we've got all these hot, juicy, stinky celebrity gossip mysteries to solve. Here's our first one. Smell it. During their isolation together, this former A-plus list actress did hook up with her married (gasps) A-plus list actor ex. The Pope? Um, I'm kidding. A-plus list actress. Former. Mm -hmm. Former. Yes. Wait, why is she former? Because she doesn't do a lot of acting these days, but we know her name. Is it Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt? Uh, Is it Angelina Jolie? uh, Is it... uh, Katie Holmes and Tom Cruise? (laughs) Well, he's not married. Uh, These exes made headlines earlier this year because we saw photographic evidence. Demi Moore and Bruce Willis. Willis. Yeah. Doing the freak nasty on that oh, bathroom gross. shag rug. Yes, nasty. Doing it on the bathroom floor. Oh, gross. Wasn't that shaggy? Uh, yeah. yeah, it wasn't me. I mean, appropriate. Because right? that carpet was shaggy. Yeah. It sure so was. True. So during their isolation together, Demi Moore totally hooked up with Bruce Willis. Who's married? I mean, this is just, oh, you too. Get a room. Oh, they did. That's the problem. Thanks for that journey. You're welcome. <laughs> Next. Blinded by the item. Another celebrity gossip mystery for Colleen and Bradley to solve. Here we go. There is growing buzz that this late night talk show host on a cable channel and not named Conan is going to have his show canceled. John Oliver? Uh, no, that just got it. renewed just, for three right? seasons. He just got it's a, like, an Emmy. Is, uh, oh, what's his name? Oh. Is Carson Daly on a cable late night show? No. Okay, I made that up. Is it a... Oh. What? Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, you go. No, you go. Um. Okay. That was a car from uh, former Soviet Union, right? Mm-hmm. You go? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so is this a traditional game show experience? Well, it's not a game show, show. It's a talk show. I mean, show. that's what I meant. You know what I meant. Uh, <laughs> I don't... 
Hmm, I'm like, sorry, I like can't a... answer that question for okay. you. It's not right. in the format of a network late night talk show where they do like you got know it. stand up, do a monologue, and hey, we've got crazy animal tricks next. Gary it's... Shandling. Oh, good one. Bradley, he's dead. <laughs> <gasps> Wow. Are you serious? Rude. Also, he wasn't a real talk show host. It's called The Larry Sanders Show. Yeah, but remember, but before minute, that, he dead? had The Gary Shandling Show. Yeah, but Welcome that was like 80s. a sitcom. Okay. Wait, when did he die? You guys! He died uh, two years ago? Oh my At gosh. least. I think I remember that now, but that's awful. No, he didn't. He died in 2016. Oh, that's true. Sorry, that's totally true. Um, I'm gonna say Andy. I'm gonna say Andy Cohen. <laughs> no, uh, this show was on Comedy Central. Um, oh, oh God, he just started dating that woman. Yeah. Um, it's The Daily Show. Yeah, John. John Oliver? No, not John Oliver. I mean, <laughs> Trevor Noah. Trevor Noah. I yes. knew somebody with two first names. <laughs> oh man. Well, that is very. That is an astute observation, Colleen. They both have why, two first names. That's why I get them backwards all the time. Okay, get that. But it's Trevor Noah, Trevor Noah. and The Daily Show. Ooh. So filling in the blank, word on the street is there's growing buzz that The Daily Show is going to have his show canceled. Ooh. So Trevor Noah. Well, now some people suspecting that Trevor Noah doing those paparazzi strolls yep. is like a, is a last, last ditch effort to get some kind of attention. Mm. Well, that could be. I mean, we we're talking about his relationship in a way that most people wouldn't typically pay attention, right? Right. But. Okay. We'll see. Okay. So they should bring back Larry um Wilmore. But he has like a podcast now? He's going to get his own show, maybe on HBO. We'll have to do a little research into that, but I know he's going to be back on TV. It's the biggest mistake they made. Mm-hmm. Taking away his show. Thank mm-hmm. you. Here's another celebrity gossip mystery. A fan ran into this foreign-born B-plus slash B-list actor who has been dating the A-plus lister. The actor told the fan that he's single and did <gasps> so in front of a group of four or five what? people. A fan ran into a foreign-born B-minus list actor who's been dating an A-plus lister. Who's been dating an A-plus lister? Mm -hmm. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Uh, And it's a foreign-born actor. Yes. We have talked about this relationship in the realm of a publationship, (gasps) a relationship for the purposes of publicity. Oh, it's not. No. 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 Uh Uh-uh. It's not Volm's. It's not Volms, no. Uh, no, this one is a little more high profile than that. Oh. But they have had some pretty thirsty moments, all of Volms. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, it's not a Flarmus because he's not no. foreign born. Uh, Who's the A plus lister? That's the female? Correct. Mm-hmm. A female mm-hmm. A plus lister. Yeah. Yes. H- did we wonder what the two of them were doing together? Uh, yes. Uh, also, they have used publationship opportunities to do things like go on hikes together. Oh, oh, no. Sorry. Flipped the script. <laughs> but they haven't done any publationship things because we're just not really doing that in that capacity right now. Or they're not because they're broken up. Like mm. the guy told a bunch of people. I feel like this should be easier. Yeah, uh, and that we're falling down on the job. It's hard to keep track of all the publications. So the foreign-born B minus B list act. Who would we be more? Who's on the tip of our tongue? The lady in the relationship. Okay. Mm-hmm. The A plus lister. 
She's out and about. She's doing performances. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge on your television. She's in the world of music. Adele. <laughs> Sorry, that wasn't that wasn't right. Uh, it looks like she cuts her own bangs right now. Oh, oh, Katy Perry. No. Oh. <laughs> so a plus lister is not actor. She is not an actor. No, she is in the world of music. And who <laughs> likes so awful? And who likes to write Taylor songs Swift. about their relationships? Taylor Swift. Thank <gasps> you, oh. Joe Alwyn. I told you it's <gasps> trash. Bye. Oh no. So, Sorry, Colleen. A fan. I was just coming around to them being real. Yeah. <laughs> Jokes on you. Real a fake. Fan, yeah, because oh a fan gosh. ran into Joe Alwyn, who's been dating Taylor Swift, and Joe told the fan that he's single. And he did this in front of four or five people. He's bitter. Not a secret. Not good. Also, that's dangerous. I would be careful if I were him. He could disappear. Oh, that's true. That's true. Put it past. Be real careful. Or Taylor Swift could cut your bangs. Yeah, and we don't mean bangs. We mean wangs. (laughs) Okay, this went to a weird place. (laughs) Suddenly, I'm worried about because we're normally in a better place. Have you met us? Oh, when we come Speaking back. Speaking of a weird place. Oh my gosh, you guys. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, you know us. You love us. Uh, you know that we love a character. And um, one of the greatest characters of all time has passed on to the Church Eternal. We're going to pour one out for Jackie Stallone when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Okay, we've got to have a conversation about a great one that we lost yesterday. Her name is Jackie Stallone. This is the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071 streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hello, darling. Hello, Bradley. Yes, ma'am. Tell us about the sad news. Um, well, so I don't know if you saw the news last night or if you woke up to the sad news that none other than mother of Sylvester Stallone Equally colorful and vibrant in her own right, Jackie Stallone, also famed celebrity astrologer and rumpologist. We'll get to that in a moment. Oh, we Passed will. away at the ripe old age of 982 years old. No, she was actually 98, although her face was about 20 years old. Um, more on that in a bit. This <laughs> is a really sad story because she's one of those people I've always sort of been fascinated by. Like every time you see a photo of Jackie Stallone, you're like, what? Who is that? Right. What, what, what character is this? Um, what's going on here? And, you know, if you grew up in the 1980s and into the 90s, you probably had some understanding of what a Jackie Stallone was because she was such a colorful figure and um, connected to some of the, you know, most delicious parts of the 80s that um, we've probably now forgotten about. Think gorgeous ladies of wrestling. More on that in a bit. Anyway, she passed away. You're just full of teases. Yeah, it's all tease. We're re- literally not going to get to any of it. It's just a tease. But Mama Stallone passed away yesterday. I think she passed away in her sleep, if I read the story correctly. But... um it's not often we get to just revel in a, a uh, personality like mm-hmm. like Jackie Stallone. So I thought we could maybe, you know, just pour one out for her. Is, s- celebrate a little bit of her crazy journey of a life. Do, do we have a way to introduce people to Jackie Stallone who maybe haven't gotten the full flavor of 
Jackie Stallone herself? Yeah, well, what we could do is take uh, everybody back to the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Um, I think this was roughly the mid-80s. I remember watching the gorgeous ladies of wrestling on television and it's now become like a hit Netflix show. I haven't watched the Netflix show. Have you? No, I have not. It's Uh, very good. Is it? Mm -hmm. And um, she, she, there's a rap of her talking about the ladies that Mm -hmm. she was representing. And when you say a rap, you actually mean a rap. Yeah. She rapped about uh, her role as um, the mama of the gorgeous ladies of wrestling, essentially. Uh, Well, specifically the kitty litter. And uh, let, should we have a listen to yeah, uh, little Jack Stallone? I'm Mama Stallone. Listen to me sing. My girls are champions in the ring. They're on the go. They never stop. That's why they're headed for the top. My good girls have the strength and speed to wipe out all of Kitty's breed. And when we're done, please don't be bitter. Because all that's left is Kitty litter. Yeah. Don't be bitter. Because all that's left is kitty is litter. kitty litter. <laughs> I do just want to also just take a moment to remember that time of life when everybody thought they could rap. Oh, yeah, like Rodney yes, Dangerfield. Yes. Everybody rapped. I'm Rodney Dangerfield, and I'm, I'm here, here to, to say. say. I mean, Chester well, Cheetah. I mean, Flintstone. Like, just... that was, was that Barney or was it Fred? Fred. I okay. Think. Wait, I'm Barney Rubble, it, yeah. and I'm here to say it was Barney. Mm-hmm. Barney, um, my pebbles. In any case, that was just a little bit of the flavor that is Jackie Stallone. Um, she's credited with a lot of things. If you just like, if you want, if you're bored today, go over to her Wikipedia page. I mean, she is credited as the first woman to have a daily television show on exercise and weightlifting, and this was in Washington D.C. She later opened a women's only gym named Barbellas, which is cute. Cute. Um, so she was a personality in her own right. It wasn't just like, oh, I have this kid who became famous and I'm going to kind of ride, you know, his uh, ride on his coattails. Although I'm, you know, I don't think that hurt by any stretch of the imagination. A lot of people probably remember her in the UK because she was on Celebrity Big Brother and she was like a fan favorite. And that was back in 2005. Also, she died at 98. So when she was on Big Brother in 2005, she was like, what? She had to be in her late 70s? Yeah, that would have been like 15 years ago. And she's had a lot of work done. That's the other thing that's striking about Jackie Stallone. Clearly, the lady has had some work done. Mm -hmm. But so like in a weird way, like you knew she was an older person. But I don't know that you could have guessed her age by looking at her. No, because she'd manipulated some stuff. Yeah. A lot um, of stuff, actually. You did mention rumpology, and I don't think uh, we can go any further without explaining what exactly rumpology is and her involvement with rumpology. <laughs> she, I mean, she basically invented the term rumpology, which, according to her, is an art similar to that of palm reading. Mm-hmm. So essentially butt reading or butt to be she more reads apt, your butt cheeks she reads your cheeks mm-hmm. so you would send her a photo of your booty tuesday it would be like a print like you'd have to like you'd xerox your fanny yeah yep. and um <laughs> then you'd send it away self-addressed stamped envelope style and <laughs> and she would then <laughs> she Reads would then <laughs> tell you about your future. Now, I will say, I went back and watched an old video of her talking about astrology because she was an astrologer. 
um, or claimed to be, rather. And, she, and then she started to read the moon and not just the stars. Hey-oh. And in that, in her astrology days, she... Astrology. Her astrology. <laughs> that's what they should call rumpology, right? right? Astrology. <laughs> um, but when she talked about astrology, specifically, she does this whole video on the presidents. And she had some very interesting... She, she says she was an astrologer to Ronald Reagan, to George Bush... Um, and that she also, she's also had opinions on, um, presidents up through, uh, Obama and the relationship that Obama has with, with Michelle Obama based on their signs. Interesting. So she really is like all kind of all over the place. She's definitely an interesting gal. Uh, and, uh, we will miss her because every once in a while she'd pop up into our feed and we would go down this rabbit hole of all of the things that Jackie Stallone kind of has been. Um, you, there was another thing you said to stick a pin in, and now I can't remember what it was. Well, um, it wasn't gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Oh darn it! Rumpology, we've covered. Rumpology. We've covered the rump. I feel like there was one other thing that I didn't know anything about. I know that she did have her own psychic hotline. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh. We talked about glow. Darn it. Now I can't remember. Celebrity there was one other thing. But there was one other thing that was important about uh, Jackie Stallone. I, but she definitely has had quite the life at 98 years old. Um, and like you said, you know, obviously she's Sylvester Stallone's mother, but she's not. She wasn't just that. She she did a lot. No, she was moving and shaking. Uh, yeah. You know, right well. up until the end. She mm-hmm. was taking accordion lessons and working out this spring. She did Pilates. Mm-hmm. What a gal. What a gal. Uh, you can check her out on Instagram if you'd like to just take a tour through her uh, daily life. Uh, her handle is official Jackie Stallone. The thing I thought was pretty fascinating was um, she seemed to be with it right up till the end. Oh, yeah. In terms of, you know, like she wasn't some doddering, you know, sort of stereotype of a doddering 98-year-old who's just sort of like teetering on the edge of of consciousness. She was, you know, she, she had opinions and, and was not and afraid to share them. Mm-hmm. So, thank you, Jackie Stallone. Rest in peace. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, today's the first day of fall. What is your favorite thing about fall? 651-641-1071. We'll take your calls after this. What's your favorite thing about fall on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071?